Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is, I'm the Boss of Me. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode two of three. So it's pretty important that you listen to the first episode, so you have some context for our cut-in today. Well, maybe Peter was drunk in the spirit when he wrote this. Let's see what Titus has to say. And by the way, if you're looking for a really cool bouncy baby boy name, Titus is pretty darn cool. Titus 3, 1, 2. Remind them to be subject to the rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, showing all humility to all men. Nope, or Titus is drunk on the spirit too. I would look up to be subject, so as to be clear as to its meaning in DCOM, but I haven't figured out how to do that yet using their platform. So I went the transliteration route, as sometimes it helps to read the same thing, just written differently. The Message Bible is very enjoyable to read, so attaboy Eugene Peterson. Titus 3.1.2 Remind the people to respect the government, and to be law-abiding, always ready to lend a helping hand. No insults, no fights. God's people should be big-hearted and courteous. Now what the big-hearted courteousness is going on here? I thought we were to hate the world systems, to stay away from everyone who is not a, well, you know, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. Nopey dopey. We are to join in the mixer and show them why they need Jesus. And it isn't always preaching to them. Remember, ears can't hear. Eyes can't see. We cannot be ready to lend a helping hand if we are us three, let us be Christians. And to the point, Ken, this is why we are to submit and obey. Now there will be some tough calls that you may have to make. I say may, as I don't like to deal with hypotheticals. I've heard some say that Peter and John made quite a statement against authority in their day. Acts 4.19 But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. Now it is good to read the whole story, as it is so very awesome. And although the story as a whole shows us how we should move about on this planet today, so few do. We, they, focus on little things taken out of context. You guessed it. I'm talking about me back in my baby Christian days. So one day I got this revelation, which is that it wasn't government that had an issue with Peter and John, but the religious fruit beans. Acts 4, 1, 5, and 6. Now they spoke to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. And it came to pass on the next day that their rulers, elders, and scribes, as well as Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together at Jerusalem. So when Peter and John challenged their authority, they were talking to unbelieving religious folks, not to the authentically born-again believer working in the five-fold ministry and church, designated and proven leaders. Nope, they were not talking about the Roman government at any level. It was not illegal for them to talk about Jesus. And when the unbelievers tried to make it a thing, well, that's when Peter and John stated, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you, More than to God, you judge. I liken this to the fact that if I went into a cultic church today, 
And I started to talk about the fact that Jesus is the only way to salvation, that he is God. And that they would return or retort and say, no, you can't say that. And we don't want you to tell anybody else that. Remove it from your podcast. I would then say, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God you judge. You see the difference? So you see, I'm a bit of a detail guy, so I like to discover the small things. As often, the whole revelation of the passage hangs in the small, sometimes misunderstood word. Peter and John said you, not men, all men, leaders of the free world. Nope, they said you. Sometimes I feel like I'm arguing with myself. Perhaps I'm doing nothing more than making my own wrestling public. Like a fish in a tank for all to see. Hey, now wouldn't it be so cool if the fairs, instead of putting little goldfish in a transparent environment, put in a small little tiny baby shark? I know if I were a kid, I'd stay there all day till I could take home that little baby shark. Hmm. I suppose it wouldn't last, as the first sighting of a great white in a trout stream might not go well with the community. Speaking of salad, Matthew twenty-two twenty-one states, They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render, therefore, Caesar, the things that are Caesar's, and to God, the things that are God's. Now here we have God in a man suit telling us that if it belongs to man, to leave it with man. And if not, then leave it to God. Obey, right? Now when it came to paying taxes, as stated in Matthew seventeen twenty-four twenty-seven, we see that the temple had a tax. Now, I am ignorant as to whether the temples collected the tax in the absence of tithes or if they just collected money because it kept them from having to work. Keep in mind, I'm not talking about authentically born-again believers, but of religious leaders who had married themselves to Rome. Verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? He said, Yes. Nevertheless, lest we offend them, go to the sea cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. Well, so now in sticking with the fishing analogy, we bump to Romans 13:18. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of the authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same. For he is God's minister to you for good. But if you do evil, be afraid, be very, very afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for conscience' sakes. For because of this you also pay taxes, for they are God's ministers, attending continually to this very thing. Render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, customs to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Oh, no one anything except to love one another, for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. I hate using such big swallow of scriptures as there is so much treasure to be chatted about. So we focus on a few related to topic nuggets. Every soul, every soul, every soul. So when we are obedient to them, we are actually obedient to God. He appointed them. If you don't, because you choose not to, 
that a heavenly timeout is forthcoming and daddy's going to bring it. Taxes, that's a big hot button for us today. But back in Jesus' day, if he needed taxes, he just went fishing for it. Not us, like tithes and offerings, we look for the corners to cut and excuses not to fully commit to the concept of either. I know it's not a tithe message, so I leave it with you. Not a fear message, and I leave that as well. I have other messages specific to those topics. Point, you must be subject. Galatians 5.13 For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Now how did this one get in here? Well, I asked the same thing and came up with this. We have liberty in Christ, a liberty that those outside of him do not have. Ah, I need an example, Ken. So you were a slave set free by your master. And so you go around and tell all the others who remain slaves, telling them that you have been set free. Oh, the commotion that would rise up. And surely if this were an actual scenario, you would not be so free the following day. But you see what he did was not okay. He openly flaunted his freedom to those who were still in the mess. That's not okay. That's what I think Galatians 5.13 is saying. Oh, and there is that other little thing, which is shown up frequently in this message, which is that we serve one another. So when you are asked to volunteer for this or that, or this and that, and are able to do it, think about your I'm too busy response. Obey, submit, love, serve, hear, do, these about sum up the message so far. Let's see if it changes any before we end it. Oh, well that's it for today. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages, but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.